Hello again, and thanks for tuning in to join me, Tamara Page, on Yoga Coach Podcast. This podcast dedicated to educating, guiding, and inspiring individuals who truly care to cultivate optimal wellness, create that union of body, mind, and spirit through yoga for a sustainable, happy, and a healthy lifestyle. So this week, I would like to bring up the topic of dharana, D-H-A-R-A-N-A, dharana. So we talked about the yoga sutras established by Patanjali in the past, and dharana being the sixth of the eight limbs of yoga described by Patanjali in the Yoga Sutras refers to concentration, concentration of the mind. So practicing dharana involves fixing the mind on a particular object. And this is one of my favorite sutras. When I reflect on my practice of yoga, I was in my mid-twenties, running around Manhattan, I had a profession that required a lot of stimulation, and there were multiple things happening around me at the time. And of course, when we're in our twenties, we have a whole lot of energy, and we can just be kind of scattered and have our energy, you know, out there. And and trying to pull it all together was somewhat confusing, to be honest with you. It was not something that was ever taught, and. Um, not at home, not in school. It was just um, expected that back then, at least, you know, I'm going back to the 1980s, that the more you ran, the more neurotic you were, the crazier you were, the more successful you thought you would be. But it really wasn't success. Um, You know, we, we might have established our goals in a particular way, but it, for me, it didn't feel like it was congruent. I felt like everything was very incongruent. There was too much going on all the time and never felt this sense of contentment, this santosha, until I stepped into the yoga class in Manhattan that my teacher, Mary Dunn, at the Iyengar Institute used to take all these poses, and this is the way the Iyengar system was taught then, and they would break them down bit by bit. And we were forced to really focus on the minutia of a muscle and the motion of the muscle as it related to the structure of the bone and the anatomy of the body. And that was the very beginning. And of course, it expanded and there was so much that evolved after that. But just being able to step outside of all of the craziness in in the work life and in the home life and all of the responsibilities and to just you know settle into a place where you can really just enjoy focusing on the fascia of the or the tendon in your body and you know how the anatomy of everything connects and how it all correlates and um, that was really fascinating to me because it was a way to just take all of the other craziness out and settle into one thing. And I know that we all have 
different things that are our passion. For some, you know, that can be the music that they're playing on their musical instrument or in their notes. Or it can be an artist who is absorbed or immersed in a painting or a writer who is just totally immersed in the book. And in the process, and that's really what was so fascinating for me because we weren't, um, at least I wasn't taught in my younger or in my youth to become absorbed in the process and to really just enjoy that and to develop this skill of concentration. So that was an amazing education for me, one that was never offered elsewhere. So I really, truly uh, relate to the path of Dharana. And even today, and I'm, I'm not going to reveal my age, but uh, I will say many years later, I find that as soon as things are getting too crazy around me, and I feel like I'm not congruent, not congruent in body or mind or spirit, then it's imperative to just sit down and focus and concentrate. So it's a it's a wonderful skill for life, for practice. And um, what I love about the mat, being on the mat, is that it really enables us the opportunity to just go into that absorption and 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 that teaches us how to be present. I know we talk about mindfulness a lot, but dharana is one of the techniques that that help us to to really become um more single pointed so that we can find that level of consciousness so that we're not just reacting and we're not just out there and buying into, you know, all the things that are happening in and around us, but rather we can go deeper within and um, find our own intuition and really just settle in into that inner place of contentment. So I invite you and encourage you to try getting onto your mat. And um, I actually have some practices that are up on YouTube where we do that as beginner, and we're always in beginner's mind. I don't care how advanced a practice we have, and you know, I sometimes love, love, love going to a beginner's class just so that I can pull myself out of what I think I know and go all the way back to what it is to really be absorbed in the process. And just taking things apart mechanically, step by step. So I do have a few of these uh, YouTube videos under Yoga Coach Tamara. And um, and that's what we do, is just start this process of going very slowly and taking things apart so that you can um, have a starting place. And of course, I don't even want to try to describe to you what goes on later on once you master these skills and techniques because my experience will be very different from your experience, but I can tell you it is unlike any experience that you will have anywhere else. You know, once you you start to really 
resonate with this practice of yoga. Now, of course, if you have no interest whatsoever in going to the mat, please go back to your canvas and and have your beautiful creative experience. Or even in the business world, I had a friend who, as an attorney, said to me that he absolutely loved his profession because he could just absorb himself in every single moment and every single step of the way. And and honestly, he was um, a blessing to so many of his clients because he truly loved his profession and he loved being um, in that single-pointed, absorbed, concentrated step. And, um, and it took him into the bigger picture. So he had not only the micro view of everything, but he, he understood the macrocosm. He was able to really help, or he is, I should say, able to help his clients understand all aspects. And that's really what we're looking for in life, right? Is union, union of everything, so that everything is congruent, so that we're not living in these scattered lives where you know we're just throwing things out and, and throwing them up against the wall and kind of hoping for the best. So I'd like to encourage um, those of you who have an interest in going to the mat and trying this, maybe you'll discover that you do enjoy it, maybe you'll discover that you don't, or for those of you who are already practicing, to you know, go back to your beginner's mind and just really absorb the moment and take things slowly, take them apart and find that single pointed concentration. Next time you walk into the yoga class, instead of it being a social event where we come in and we're chattering with everybody and um, being distracted by all of the things that are happening in and around us to use that valuable time and that resource to come in with the absolute utmost concentration or the intention to concentrate so that we can just kind of walk into the room and start the silence, start to let everything that's out there just float away and start to absorb yourself slowly but surely. And however long your practice lasts, whether it's an hour, an hour and a half later, you'll be like, oh my gosh, where did the time go? I was just so lost in the moment. And um, that's a lot of fun. That's That's an amazing experience when you're on the mat for an hour and a half and you've just lost track of time and you are so congruent with the body, with the breath, with the mind, with the spirit. And then we take it off the mat, hopefully into our lives so that we become more congruent in our relationships with others, with ourselves. So with that, I thank you as always, I'm so grateful for you to join me on Yoga Coach Podcast. And until next time, may life treat us all with kindness. May we live a peaceful, purposeful, joyful, and a happy life. And above all, may we live in the universal force and flow of love. Namaste.